0: You know, the four cups of the Passover not only speak to the lives of the Jewish people who celebrate them, but I believe the cups of the Passover Seder are a picture of the Christian life.
1: Welcome to The Friends of Israel today, where we teach biblical truth for changing times. We'll join Chris Katolka, our host and teacher, in a moment. I'm Steve Conover. This week, Chris concludes his series on the Four Cups of Passover as we'll look at the final two elements of the Passover Seder. It has much to say to us as believers, so stick around for that. We're also excited to have Steve Herzik back on the program. Last week, Steve shared how Passover speaks to faith, and today we'll hear how Passover relates to redemption, and later, apples of gold. Stay with us.
0: My friends, welcome to the program. Today we are finishing up our series on Passover as we look at the last of the four cups of the Passover. Um, And you know, Passover is such an important Jewish holiday because it's a time to remember God's faithfulness to his people as he removed them from the world of Egypt, as, as he removed them from the bondage and slavery of Egypt into a world of freedom. You know, sometimes I think it's hard for us as Americans and Canadians to fully understand the value of freedom because we've been born into this free society. The only thing we know is freedom. Through great judgments and an outstretched arm, it says in Exodus chapter 6, the Lord freed the Israelites from bondage. Passover was established so that those who enter into the promised land, those Israelites that were entering into the promised land as free men, would never forget the Lord who delivered them. Now listen, Passover happened so that God could deliver his people, the Israelites, from Egypt. But God mandated that it be a yearly celebration so that the Israelites would never forget who it was that freed them from slavery. And you know, this is something that's interesting is that whenever you go through the Old Testament uh, and, and you look at the big story of the Old Testament, it's it's really uh, many stories of how Israel would fall away from God. You know, the book of Judges is a great representation of almost the entire Old Testament where you have these ups and downs, these moments where, God, where the Israelites are connecting with God and moments where the Israelites are falling away from God. And what's fascinating is oftentimes whenever Israel begins to fall away and stray from the Lord, The Lord will say to his people, don't you remember me? Don't you remember me, the God who delivered you from the Egyptians? No other God has done this. Why are you looking to other gods? They can't do anything for you. I'm the God who delivered you and brought you from slavery into freedom. And you know, I think we can get this way too. I think we, as Christians, as Christ followers, can easily forget the God who delivered us from the bondage of sin. This isn't a lesson only for Israel, and this isn't a celebration, Passover, only for the Jewish people. It's a lesson for all of us who follow Jesus. And isn't it interesting that Jesus uses the Passover, the season of remembering for the Jewish people, For us as Christians to remember the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus, our Messiah, who set us free from the bondage of sin into freedom and liberty in him by the Spirit. Now, if I could walk us through the entire Passover Seder, I would do it. But sadly, because of time, it's way too long. And so what I wanted to do was focus on the four cups of the Passover Seder. And the Gospels, they only show us a specific moment during the Passover meal. I I always like to say whenever I lead a Passover, I wish they would have put the entire Passover meal in the Gospel accounts, but that would have probably added another 20 chapters to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because a Passover is a long event for the Jewish people. It can last up to four hours long at night. And so uh, what we want to do, though, is look at one of these elements, because this is what the the gospel writers are focusing on here. They focus only on the two elements that Jesus will take, the bread and the cup, and he will connect them to his broken body and his blood. And it's amazing to me that for 2,000 years, the church has been using these Passover elements the bread and the cup to remember Christ but here's something the gospel accounts don't often show Jesus actually had four cups that night not just one the Passover Seder then and now have four cups of wine that are spread throughout the evening and I always like to say these four cups kind of act as fence posts that guide the 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 person guide the uh, whoever is celebrating Passover, through the Seder. Each cup has a name, and each cup is connected to a section from Exodus chapter 6, verse 6 and 7, which is called the I Will Passages in, uh, in Exodus. And last week, we looked at the first two cups of the Passover Seder, the cup of sanctification, which is a cup that reminds the Jewish people that God would remove them from the Empire of Egypt that surrounded them into freedom. That he would, that he gave them a purpose to serve him. And that cup is called the cup of sanctification, the first cup. The second cup that we looked at was called the cup of praise, a cup the Jewish people take to remember that God removed them from slavery, centuries of slavery. And I'm going to tell you, your only response to being removed from centuries of slavery is praise God. The, the, the cup of praise. And this week, we're picking up with cup three and cup four. We are no strangers, my friends, to the third cup. Jewish people celebrate the third cup during Passover, and Christians celebrate this third cup every time they take the Lord's Supper, every time they take communion. It's the cup of redemption. This cup is connected to another section in Exodus chapter 6 verse 6 when God says to Moses I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment Redemption carries this idea in Exodus 6:6 6, 6, that God is going to take back what is rightfully his God is going to take the Israelites back from the Egyptians, and he's going to do this through the 10 plagues. God is going to redeem Israel. Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed during the Passover Seder, took this cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins." You know, Jesus is doing something amazing here. He's taking this cup, which represents redemption, when God takes back what is rightfully his. And he's saying, I want you to think about this now. Every time you take this cup of redemption, remember me because through my blood, I will redeem anyone. I will take back anyone who believes in me. And so it's fitting that the one cup that we focus in on during the communion service, during the Lord's Supper, is the third cup of Passover, the cup of redemption. And then finally, the fourth cup, the most interesting cup, because it's mentioned in the Gospel accounts of the Last Supper, but we often look over it. The cup of acceptance. And the cup of acceptance, this fourth cup, is connected to Exodus chapter 6, verse 7 which says, I will take you to be my people and I will be your God. That God accepted his people and his people accept him as God, a relationship, a reconciliation that happens. After Jesus takes the third cup of the cup of redemption, he looks at his disciples and he says this, I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it with you new in my father's kingdom. See, this cup, the cup of acceptance, and remember something here, Jesus says, I'm not going to drink this cup. He takes the third cup, but then he says, I'm not going to drink any more from the fruit of the vine, which means wine. I'm not going to drink any more wine. Why? Because I've not been accepted. I've been rejected, actually. And John chapter 1 says that Jesus came to his own and his own did not know him. But the amazing thing is this is, notice, even though Jesus knows he's been rejected by his own, he still makes a promise that's full of grace. Instead of saying, I'm done with this pe- these people that are so hard-hearted that they, they can't even f- see the Messiah, that I'm, I'm with them. Instead of being angry and upset with his people, Jesus embraces the moment and he says, I will not take this cup of acceptance now, but I love what he says here, I will drink it with you new in my father's kingdom that there's a day coming and yet the beauty of this cup as a christian as i look at this cup is this we have been accepted by god i love taking this cup you know as as a gentile even though you're not jewish the amazing thing is this is you know when you take this cup back in the day during the old testament you were considered and i was considered a stranger we were aliens And now because of the blood of Christ, we have been brought near and we are considered citizens. And I love this. We have been so accepted by God through the blood of Christ and reconciled to God that now we are considered sons and daughters of the living God, which is amazing, the cup of acceptance. You know, the four cups of the Passover not only speak to the lives of the Jewish people who celebrate them. But I believe the cups of of the Passover Seder that Jewish people take yearly are a picture of the Christian life. My friends, we've been set apart from the world to be a light of hope for God, the cup of sanctification. We've been set free from sin to serve the living God, the cup of praise. We've been bought back and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, the cup of redemption, And we've been accepted by God through the saving work of his son, the cup of acceptance. My friends, these are the four cups of the Passover. I hope that you learned something great today. And if you have never, ever been to a Passover Seder, I want you to be sure to visit FOIRadio.org. And there you'll find a link that will connect you to our page where you can have a representative of the Friends of Israel come and share with your church or your congregation the significance of the Passover Seder.
1: As I think back to all that God has done, it's amazing to me that the Friends of Israel has now been on the air 25 years. We've been celebrating all month with a special book giveaway, The Future, by Jerusalem-based pastor Meno Kalischer. This book, The Future, is a brilliant way to teach Bible prophecy. It is colorful, and it centers around easy-to-follow timelines. The Future explains two often misunderstood books of the Bible, Daniel in the Old Testament and Revelation in the New. As well as other prophetic passages, it uses symbols that separate the futures of Israel, the church, and the nations. It's prophecy in a way that everyone can understand. By the way, this is the last time we're mentioning it, so take advantage of this free, limited-time offer. To receive your free copy of The Future, visit our website at foiradio.org or simply call us at eight. 8- Eight three four three six nine four zero. That's eight 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 three four three six nine four zero.
0: I have with me in studio once again for another week uh, the great Steve Herzig. Great to have you on the program again. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. We've been talking about Passover because it's the Passover season. And last week we talked about faith, how the theme of faith fits within the Passover story. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, I want you to i want to encourage you to go to foiradio.org and you can go to our radio uh, podcast archives to hear that. Um, but this week I wanted to tap into the idea of redemption. Uh, you know, redemption... Uh, literally means this, to buy something back, to take something back, uh, to take back a possession. And this week, I want to find the theme of redemption within the Passover story. But before we get started, Steve is a Jewish believer who grew up in an Orthodox home. Steve, you celebrated Passover a lot. Was there a particular element on the Passover plate that was significant to you that you you
2: were excited about? Well, there are a number of elements on the Passover plate, uh, some that are biblical, three of them, and some that were added. Uh, The one that is kind of confusing to a lot of people is the shank bone of the lamb. The shank bone of the lamb is found there. A lamb is kosher, but Jewish people don't eat lamb at Passover. And the reason they don't is because there is a hope that they will eat the Passover lamb with the temple that will be rebuilt. And so uh, we remember the lamb with the shank bone. And of course, the lamb is the reason uh, that the Jewish people were ultimately let go because through that shedding of blood applied on the doorpost, uh, the firstborn would not die, whereas all the other firstborn will die. Thus, Pharaoh went to his knees literally and let the Jewish people go. So this became something significant to you at one of your the shank bone
0: represented victory victory to me yeah so I want to connect us with the idea of redemption now and I want you to hear from Exodus chapter 6 six and 6 seven uh, one of my favorite passages as it applies actually to the four cups of the Passover and it says th- it says this, Uh, Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from their slavery, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God. This great passage that talks about Redemption. Steve, is the theme of redemption, buying something back, found within the story of Passover?
2: Well, Chris, you just read from Exodus chapter 6. It's where we get the four cups of wine. That third cup of wine uh, remembers the fact that God redeemed us through the blood of the Lamb. Redemption is the foundation. Uh, Not redemption spiritually, the way many Christians think, but Jewish people as they gather around the Seder table understand that the crowning blow by the invisible God was through the shedding of the blood of the Lamb, by faith applied on the doorpost, God took them out of bondage, and ultimately their road was now the road to redemption. Unfortunately, it wasn't Moses which planted them in the promised land. It was Joseph. But you can make the argument that they were taken out of bondage and ultimately set free in their land to be with their God. That's redemption, and that was accomplished through the Passover.
0: Now, can you apply that for us as a Christian? So here we are. We hear this story of redemption. God brings and redeems the people of Israel, brings them out of Israel—I or I mean, I'm sorry, out of Egypt—
2: and now, here I am a Christian, and I hear I'm redeemed. Chris, all of us are sinful. We're sinners. Uh, God has taken us, those of us who have received Christ, that is from Leviticus 17.11, the life of the flesh is in the blood. I've given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes an atonement. God has taken us out of the marketplace of sin to shed blood of Christ and set us free In Christ, through the Holy Spirit of God. That is a parallel
0: to Passover. Christ, our Passover lamb. By faith, we believe in him, as we talked about last week. And as a result of that faith in him, we have been set free. We've been redeemed. Amen. Steve, thank you so much for being on the program with us today. Folks, listen, if you've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb, We want to hear that. We want to hear that you're excited. We want you to visit our website, foiradio.org, and also let us know by calling 888-343-6940. Leave a comment for us. We always love hearing from you. Steve, thanks for being on the program. Thanks, Chris. You're always a blessing to us. Israel,
1: on the verge of becoming a state, a teenage Holocaust survivor arrives on her shores alone. His name is Sfi Kalischer. Little did he know his search for a new life in the Holy Land would lead him to the Messiah. Sve, enthusiastic to share his faith, engaged others in spiritual conversations, many of which can be found in our magazine, Israel, My Glory. While Sve is now in the presence of his Savior, his collected writings from well over 50 years of ministry continue to encourage believers worldwide. Now, Apples of Gold, a dramatic reading from the life of Sve.
3: Many school children in Israel have never heard of the Holocaust. So when Holocaust Memorial Day draws near, schools look for survivors to come tell what they experienced during World War II. So schools invite me to speak. Ordinarily, I cannot go to a school and speak of faith in Christ. But when they call me, I am free to speak about him in whom I have believed. THIS IS A WONDERFUL OPPORTUNITY TO TELL THE CHILDREN SOMETHING THEY HAVE NEVER HEARD, THE TRUTH ABOUT OUR SAVIOR JESUS CHRIST. RECENTLY WHEN I WAS SPEAKING AT A SCHOOL, THE STUDENTS ASKED HOW I CAME TO BELIEVE AS I DO. AFTER ALL, ONE SAID, WE ARE JEWISH. YES, WE ARE THE CHOSEN PEOPLE OF GOD. I explained, it is our obligation before God to tell people the truth. But you speak about another faith, a student said. So I asked, to whom was the Holy Bible given? To the people of Israel, they all declared. Yes, I said. And as his chosen people, do we have the right to choose which parts of the Bible are good to read? And which are not? Do the rabbis have a right to say which chapters of the Bible are kosher and which are not? This is strange. We have never heard anyone speak as you do. Then they all wanted to know which chapter of the Bible the rabbis claim should not be read. I replied, Have you read Isaiah chapter 53? Have your teachers ever spoken to you about this chapter? The students all agreed they had not read Isaiah 53. I told them, I will read it for you, or you may read it and I will listen. After, we will have time for questions to see if we can determine why the rabbis do not teach you the truth about what is written here. So the students took turns reading. Afterward, one asked, why is this such a secret? The Bible, I said, was written by the Holy Spirit of God. No one has the right to erase anything from this holy book, not even a single letter. Do you see what they have done? They do not want the chosen people of God to know the truth and to know what great things God has done for us. But as you know, it is hard to fight against the truth especially against what was written by the Holy Spirit of God. The students then started asking me questions such as, Are you one of us? Are you an Israeli? Oh, I am surely an Israeli, and I believe all that is written in the Bible. And if that is not enough for you, I have fought in every war beginning with the War of Independence in 1948, through the Yom Kippur War in 1973. The ultra-Orthodox do not serve in the Israeli army. The students continued to ask good questions, and slowly we came to the subject of how to place your faith in the Lord. At the end of the class, they said, this was the most interesting lesson they ever had, and one they will never forget.
1: Mike Kellogg with a dramatic reading from the life of Svee Kalisher. These readings are taken from a regular feature in our magazine, Israel, My Glory. If you enjoy Apples of Gold, be sure to sign up for a free one-year trial subscription when you visit foiradio.org. Call our listener line at 888-343-6940, 888-343-6940. Of course, you can write to us at FOI Radio, PO Box 914, Belmar, New Jersey, 08099. Again, that's FOI Radio, P.O. Box 914, Belmar, New Jersey, 08099. Or simply visit us at foiradio.org. We hope you've enjoyed looking at Passover together these last two weeks on our show. I want to recommend our new video featuring Chris on the Four Cups of Passover. That is also at our website, foiradio.org. Next week, Director of the Knesset Christian Allies Caucus, Josh Reinstein, joins us as we dedicate next week's episode to Israel's Independence Day. A quick reminder before we leave, beginning at sundown this Wednesday through Thursday is Yom HaShoah, that's Holocaust Martyrs and Heroes Remembrance Day in Israel, where the lives of six million Jewish souls are memorialized. Visit Yad Vashem.org to learn more about this solemn Memorial Day in Israel. The Friends of Israel today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide Christian ministry communicating biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while fostering solidarity with the Jewish people.